Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online website today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Have a have a record of. We of, could just talk. We could just talk about the Thunder privately if we wanted to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Here we go for real. And welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder. It is Thanksgiving Eve. Um, my name is Matt Tierney at Matt Tierney, Maddie Double Dribbles. I am joined today by Alex Roig at Alex Roig NBA. And Alex, I don't know about you, but I am thankful this Thanksgiving Eve for a six-game win streak. What say you? We're going streaking! We are officially, officially, officially streaking. Six-game win streak. Thunder win tonight in Paycom. 116-102 to the Bulls. And uh, it, got, it got pretty dicey there for, for a little bit. But, but it was a little overall, bit. overall, it was fine. It, it was an all-around good, good win. An expected win by a uh, depleted and not very good Bulls team. And uh, at the end of the day, you got to be overall happy with that game, with that performance. Most definitely, man. Like it was, uh, again, we're getting to the point where we are good enough to start taking other teams for granted, it seems like almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, Chicago coming in with Zach Levine out. and just kind of like struggling, just like mired in in, in the mud of, of mediocrity. Uh, and this was, you know, this was prime for a game to, you know, like the third quarter. If the whole game would have been like the third quarter, I, I think the Bulls would have had a chance. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the Thunder did a good job of getting off to a good start um, and then finishing up very well. And so that in its core just ended up being the story of the game right there. The third quarter was a little bit of a mess. Chicago started hitting their threes. We started missing some shots. Um, but Overall, it's a good victory. Yeah, if you sort of take a, a wide view of this game, the there was <clears throat> early the very early in the game um, was the only time really I thought our defense was not that intense. We kind of came out a little flat, but Chicago could not make a basket to to for anything like they just missed wide open shots. We were giving them some really good looks. Um, and then thunder defense kind of came around in the second quarter. Um, but then Kobe white just like went off for some reason. Uh, shout out Kobe white. You and your heart is what I'm, I'm, I'm sure part of your heart is a little bit happy. It was, it was conflicting because I was like, you know, I want to see him pop off. I want to see him do well, but if it's going to come at the cost of a thunder win, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. But at the end of the day, now that we know they, they did not win the bulls. That is, um, I'm very happy for Kobe white. This was a very good game. He was on fire. Um, but that, that sort of happened in sort of like the second quarter. And then it sort of carried over to the rest of the team in the second half. Um, which credit, by the way, the, the one thing I do want to mention about the Bulls was the, the second half, they played really good offense. Like they were, they were moving the ball. They were passing the ball. They were doing what we do. They do the extra pass. They were finding open threes just from ball movement. And that is part of the reason why, um, they were making all of those shots because they just kept getting open looks 
not because of our defense being lazy. We were rotating pretty well, but they just would drive and dish, drive and dish. And then finally they get a look and, and they've got some shooters on there. I don't, I mean, obviously Kobe white, um, the Patrick Williams can make some shots. Caruso. I don't remember if he made any, but he, he, he's a threat. There's another guy, the new, the new Smo, I don't know how to say his name. Um, he was, he was pretty good too. So it was, it was definitely, um, good, good adjustments offensively by Chicago in that yeah. third quarter. Um, and also, like you mentioned, we weren't making a lot of shots in that in that period, too. But, um, you know, it it came down to we sort of recovered. Um, Chicago stopped stopped hitting everything, um, even though they're still getting some good looks. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it it came down to our our key our key superstar, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who um this seems like a perfect time to transition to it. I, we'll do single large item, but this is one of those days where like we're just going to put Shea out there as like the unanimous single large yeah. item because that was that was another MVP performance. Uh 40 point night. Uh quite very very like low key 11 assists. Like that that was a game where um or 12 assists, excuse me. But that was a game where like I was watching and then all of a sudden he had double digit assists. I didn't even realize it. He just sort of sprinkled them in everywhere all throughout the game. And it was like, Oh, Hey, he's, he's got that. So, and then on top of that, he threw in three blocks and a steal. Um, so the two way, the two way superstar is, is continuing to be a dominant two way superstar. No. Yeah. Most definitely. Like, uh, like this is one of those, it's starting to become one of those things where, we seriously have a guy that was kind of like this was this Paul George whenever he uh he was third in in the MPP voting um this was the season he was having before he injured his shoulder you know it was a season where mm. he was scoring 28 points a game but he was also one of the top, one of the top perimeter defenders in the league averaging like two plus steals and you know Paul George is big enough to get at least 0.5 to 0.8 blocks a game um so this was one of those one of those things where when you look and you compare the two seasons between SGA and Paul George in, uh, I think it was 20, 2018, 2017, 18, um, or 2018, 19, I think. Yeah. It's starting to be, it's starting to be very reminiscent of, of, of that season. And I think SGA has them on the offensive end as far as Paul George is concerned. Um, and I think defensively, it's starting to become a thing where, like, this guy's playing defense. This isn't just a, this is this isn't just you know Mark Gasol when he won the Defensive Player of the Year because he was a great positional defender on a great defensive team. No, this guy is great defensively individually. You know, he is out there. You know, he's out there getting the blocks. You know, the 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 weak side blocks. He's out there you know, defending guys on the perimeter and getting blocks in the perimeter, which is very difficult to do in this game. Um, he's a, you know, he's out there in this passing lanes, getting steals. Like his defense is extremely impressive and it's starting to take notice from not just ourselves, um, but also from national media. And once that starts leaking out into national media type, you know, type territory, um, you're talking about a guy that more than likely is going to get some, some, some run for all-star game starter number one uh but number two mm. is this continues on as at, you know into the year some mvp buzz and i know the the names out there right now are, are like luca you know uh Embiid, of course Jokic, of course Giannis. um but you're gonna have to start throwing sga into that mix because he's doing everything offensively that they're doing and he's doing everything defensively that they're doing also. And so, and not to mention his team is also at the top of the, of the, of their conference and the top of the, the record standings. Um, and so we're going to have to seriously start talking about, you know, him being one of the top players, not just in the league, but in the world. Um, and I think we saw that this summer starting um, and we're starting to see that this season, this was the first game where it felt like a last season game. He had 18 free throw attempts. You know, yep. 40, you know, made 40 points. This was definitely one of those games that felt very reminiscent to last season, how he got his points, the foul merchant, you know, type moniker. Mm -hmm. um, but he was getting fouled. You know, he was driving hard to the basket. He was getting fouled. 
Chicago is one of those teams that they don't have a lot of presence interiorly. You know, Vucevic is not a, a deterrent. Right. Andre Drummond, that the husk that is Andre Drummond, that person cannot defend, can't block shots anymore. Um, and so he did what he had to do, and he got rewarded for it. For the first time this season, I think, he got rewarded and got, a, you know, trips to the free throw line. Yeah, it was the they were calling a lot more of the like not just when he was driving but when he was getting checked like at the top of the key uh they called that a couple of times so he was getting more of the superstar calls tonight which was a, a little bit refreshing since he definitely didn't start the season with that that type of uh, uh that type of uh referee um sort of I don't know what you want to call, but the refs were not do, doing that yeah. uh, earlier. So it was refreshing to see, but yeah, the, to kind of put a bow on Che, like it was, it was another performance to, to add to his repertoire. And I, I agree with you that I think, um, I think if you, I, I don't expect the Thunder to be atop the Western conference for the entire season, but we are right. We are right now. And I think if you can hold in like the top, like if you're if you're like a three or four seed in the Western Conference, which it's where we are standing right now seems like a legitimate possibility. I don't know how you can't uh, put him in the MVP conversation because, um, like, like Luca has has been phenomenal and Dallas has been lights out shooting wise this year, um, and there's obviously the other guys you mentioned but i i just don't know how you cannot um with with the storyline of like a rebuilding team and like they're they're still like oh they're overperforming everybody um they're like the surprise cinderella team of the of the nba this year i mean with the efficiency and, and all all the statistics that you can throw out there um he he is he has got to be in the conversation if the stats hold and if we can be in the top three or four in the Western conference. And then one other thing about the defense that um, this is an old statistic, but um, still just mentioned to throw in there. Like, obviously we all know now, if you look at, you know, he's lead, he leads the league in steals per game by a, a pretty large margin, excuse me. Um, but he is uh, the thunder as a whole are leading in, uh, contested shots per game by a considerable margin. Like it's 50, I think we're in like the 54 contested shots per game and the second best is 51. So it's, it's considerable. And obviously Chet's going to be a large part of that, but Shea is the, at again, old statistic could be different now, but at before the Portland game, he was the number one player in contested three pointers per game. So, uh, Shea in that category and Chet in the contested uh two pointers. Um that's that's a that that's a scary scary thing if you're an offense face, facing this team. Um and then also he was leading again old statistic. It uh he was also leading in deflections as well as steals. So those are not the same thing and this just kind of shows you that um he he is a menace um on all metrics on the defensive end, a true, a true, like drew holiday esque type of player who also can get you like 30 a night, um, with ease. So, um, and get past Shea, you got to deal with Lou. You got to deal with Chet. You got to deal with Kaysen. Like this team has drafted some dogs. We got some dogs. We got some dogs. This defense is rocking. And even without J dub out there, who's still dealing with his hip injury. Um, he looks, he I couldn't hear you. What'd you say? Cut I out. said he looked fine after the game. Yeah. Yeah. He was wearing like a J Jada was wearing like a Jets jersey. I couldn't really Mark. tell on the sideline. Something. It's couldn't Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's like the today's like the 16th anniversary of the butt fumble. Oh, nice. I love that. It's either that, that it was lot. either. For the number six for six wins in a row, maybe both. But I love okay. that he 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 was commemorating the butt fumble. That's great. Um, but yeah, even without Jada out there, 
still a lot of physicality um, defensively, and it starts with Chet and it starts with Shea. It's just just what it comes yep. down to. So um, let's let's get to our single large item. There's a few there's a few names we could throw out there, um, and as uh, as host, I will defer to you, Alex, for the first pick. I will let you pick your favorite. Now that we've talked about Shea plenty, who is your single large item for this win against the Bulls? Man, it's starting to become an every game thing now. But Isaiah Joe, mm-hmm. buddy, he is the ultimate release valve for Shea. Like those two have a sort of chemistry that I have not seen too much in this league. Like those two are great together on the floor. Isaiah Joe has been playing great, regardless of whether Shea's on the floor or not. Uh, like over the past, I believe, five games, all wins, he's shooting 22 out of 27 from three. Can you yep. please tell me? I know you're a chemistry teacher. I know you, that's, your, that's your suit. But chemistry mm-hmm. deals a lot more with numbers than does biology. Do. Um, and do. So 22 out of 27. Can you, can you give me a roundabout figure of what he's shooting over the last five games? Sure, Alex. I can tell you that 22 out of 27 is um, a ridiculously high percentage. I can tell you that. Um, I can also tell you that it's uh, well above normal. It is. And I could also say uh, it's probably like in the 80s, 80 percentage. 7.8. I was close. You were close. But I was correct that it was ridiculously high. And that's that's the math for you. And it is ridiculously high. But here's the thing. I know it won't be but it almost feels sustainable. It does. It does feel sustainable. It just seems like, number one, he gets a lot of open looks because of the gravity that Shea pulls. Um, But number two, this kid is confident. You know, this kid is out there, like the shots, they leave his hand, and you can almost follow the trajectory of the shot, the parabola or hyperbole or whatever it is. And you can just see that. Hyperbole, yeah. Yeah, the Herbally, the hyperbola, <laughs> and just goes woo. It's like you know, it's like the double dribble sound whenever they shot from deep. Like it is. That's for all you old yeah. folks. I know, I know some of you young folks have never played double dribble, um, but but man, it, it is it is great to have that release foul. It is great to have a, a shooter like that. It's something that you know for years Thunder fans have wanted something like that on the floor, you know. And and, and we've had players that have that um, that tag on their bio of being a shooter. You know, Anthony Morrow, Alex Abrinas, Daquan Cook. Um, But they never quite became what we wanted them to become. They never quite realized um, their their glass ceiling, per se, potential. Um, Isaiah Joe is putting up crazy numbers. And he's not just putting up crazy numbers. Like, he's not just a shooter. Like, you can leave him out there on the floor for 30 minutes. Like, he played 27 minutes tonight. He's not going to affect you defensively. He's, and in fact, he's a he's a good defender. Um, yeah, he's starting to make plays off the bounce as far as like pump fake and driving in. He's a pretty good playmaker. Like this guy. So let me ask you this: next contract, mm-hmm. what do you think? Because he's become he's becoming almost like like we can't get rid of that guy. No, certainly not. But I also think you, I think, I think we have to wait because I, he will regress. Like he's going to regress and then we can take a, a large step back and be like, okay, these are the real numbers. Um, that, but to mention what you said, I think you mentioned like Moro and Abrinas and I love those guys, great players. But I think what you said about the defense is what uh, is a big factor into why he's, he's staying in the rotation and on this team because Alex Abrinas and and all those guys and Moro and whoever else, they can knock down three his lights out. Like they can get hot whenever. I think what separates Isaiah Joe is his physicality, his ability to make plays, his ability to play defense. And like that, he's not getting run off the court. And like those other guys were not like horrible defenders, but they're not like they weren't good defenders. So that it it does that does play a factor. We can we can talk about all the three stats and high percentages all we want, but that's that's not the only thing that makes Isaiah Joe a great player for this team. And I think I think that that factors in. But to your contract thing, I think 
Uh, I think, I mean, it's going to be tough to not overprice him at this point just because how he's playing, but like, I don't know, like. So he's he's shooting 50% right now. Let's he's say shooting the, over 50% over five attempts a game too, which is insane. Yeah. So insane. Let's, say, let's say the regression is 42%. I still, that's, I mean, that might even be too optimistic. I, I mean, I was thinking like high 30s, low 40s. I guess 42 is low 40s. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like 40%, but yeah, I, yeah, I, so 42. Okay. 42 is the optimal. Like, I think that's the, I think if he ends there, that's like fantastic season. Um, yeah. So I don't I'm, know. Um, team plus. Yeah. You say what? I, I'm thinking 18 plus, and I think that might be underselling it. How many years? Oh, I'd say four. He's done it. He's done this for two years already. Yeah. That's really pricey. Oh, that's extremely pricey. That's literally, that's literally you are, you're probably deciding between Joe and Giddy. Yeah. You, I mean, with that price tag, you have to, you can't keep all those guys, all those guards. Um, what are we playing Dort right now? Isn't he like 15, 15.7. Yeah, it's got to be higher than Dort then. But I mean, Dort is like, I mean, Dort's kind of a little overpriced now. But what worries me about know. Joe is that I think he's going to be so he has one more year. He has a team option next year, yeah. and after that, you know, he's a free agent. But that's whenever the the TV money I think gets infused into the the salary cap kicked back in. Yeah, and so you're you're talking about like. 18 million now is probably 25 million in two seasons. Yeah. So I wonder if that with the timing of that, if it's almost better to like extend him before that kicks in. Oh, definitely. I think it's off season. If you could talk him into an extension. Yeah. Because the money, the money from a contract now, you know, this upcoming off season is going to look like pennies. If you wait to here after that. Yeah, I think under those context context, I think extending him this offseason in the 18 mil camp would be I would be okay with that. If if he's getting 40, if he's anywhere in the 40s for yeah. the three-pointer, I would I would say 18 mil. I I think that's fine. I mean, hell, but um, on our team that the only reason he is getting paid is because he can make threes and that's Davis Bertans yeah. and he can't anything else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and yeah, I think just with like you mentioned, we've we've needed three point shooting for so so long. Even before the Shea like era kicked in, it just has been a missing piece, and he has been exactly what we needed um, because he can shoot and he can be physical. He can stick. He can. He, he's a part of that like ruthless contested shot mm-hmm. defense. Um, he's he can move the ball well and drive and dish and be a part of both sides of that. So I think he's like the perfect piece. If he keeps this up, like, like he, I mean, yeah, like I've, I've wanted this type of shooting for so, so long. A lot of people have, like you said, and it's just, you really, it's really tempting to just give him as much money as you want because he, you don't want to, you don't want to lose him. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's a conversation we need to start having. And, uh, I don't know. May, it could even sneak into the the twenties, twenty mils. Who knows? But man, what a what a freaking just perfect story arc for Isaiah Joe to be cut from the 76ers and now he's looking at like a pretty decent bag if he keeps this up. Like like life changing money. That's that's just awesome. Great. I'm so happy for him. Happy for Zay. Also, three out of five. I, I was going to mention this stat too, real quick. We it, it's doubling back, but um, he's now three out of four games. He has hit five or more threes. That's like Steph Curry. That's ridiculous. Level. Steph Curry level numbers. It's insane. That's um, Steph Clay. That that's prime Clay, not Clay now. That's prime. Yeah, it's clay. not Clay now. Certainly not Clay and, now. But it's like Steph and in, in prime Clay. Yeah, it's insane. Insane numbers. So, um. Yeah, shout out Isaiah Joe. He's just one of the hottest streaks we've ever seen. It's getting like national media attention now. Um, I saw Wob tweeted about it. 
after the game. So good for him. Um, so I think that leaves me with the, you know, I would say the next best uh, guy to mention that we have not mentioned. He is Alex, the number one rookie on the Kia NBA rookie ladder as of today, passing Victor Wembanyama. Hmm. Uh, and also very close to the the most the the uh i have it backwards the uh least no wait he has the lowest odds lowest odds to close to the lowest odds to be rookie of the year now he started well behind victor now they're neck and neck um it is the one and only chai holmgren who had a phenomenal night uh Coming off last week's uh, outstanding performance, 30-plus points. He did not do that exactly, but he was still incredibly effective. Um, he had a double-double tonight, uh, which I don't know if he's done that much. I don't know how often. I didn't check how many other times he's gotten double-digit rebounds, but 13 rebounds and 18 points. But to go with that, some outstanding blocks four to be specific one on drummond which was um phenomenal but also like just constantly protecting protecting the paint um and so che holmgren was fantastic i don't know if i mentioned it earlier but i was at the game today and uh it was it's always one of those things this is the first time i've actually gotten to see chet holmgren in the living flesh and it is it is one of those just like kind of with Wimbanyama, the it, it's one of those things where you can watch him on TV all you want, but it's a totally different experience to see him in person. And it did not it did not uh, or I guess I should say it, it lived up to the hype. It was um, awesome to see just a seven foot giant unicorn moving with that much control, um, and defensively like always being in the right spot and like it i it was awesome he he had uh just an outstanding performance on both ends of of the field he was not great shooting uh he had a couple open threes just couldn't knock him down tonight that's okay that's not you know what we're going to expect out of him but but chet holmgren was was my single single large item of the day yeah i thought I thought he did good. I thought, um, you know, this was his first revenge game, I think, you know, where um, he, you know, he came in at the beginning of the season. He had the, you know, he had his first game and it was a little bit shaky, you know, and, he, and, and you know, everything about that first game was about, you know, his, him getting shaken by Andre Drummond, him getting pushed around by uh, Nikola Vucevic. Um, and I think this game, just 14 games later, um, it shows you how how much more mature, how much more comfortable Shet is in um, in this game, in the NBA game. And I, he dominated. You know, I I know Vucevic had 16 points and 12 rebounds, and yeah, that looks good and that looks fine. Um, but for the most part, Chet completely dominated this this matchup. Like Vucevic was a minus three, Chet was a plus eighteen, and yeah, I know plus minus a lot of variables go into that. Uh, but but mm-hmm. when you're on the floor, and your team scores more when you're on the floor, that kind of leads to winning basketball. And so that's what Chet has been giving us. Chet's stats aren't always necessarily great looking, um, but his defensive acumen at such a young age as a rookie um his ability to alter alter the the gravity of the offense just because he's standing in a certain place um is something that you know we were expecting we were hoping for but we didn't think it would come this quickly and it's been here since the beginning of the season almost um and and so tonight i i think you saw just how vastly better he is than other average NBA centers. Like this is, he's elite. Like we almost have mm-hmm. to, like you almost have to do a thought exercise and check to see if possibly he can make the all-star game this year. 
Like you almost have to do that uh, because he's been affecting wow. so. He's the anchor. He's the anchor of one of the top defenses in the league. Um, I don't know. You you kind of have to start that discourse. I think. Yeah, that would be that would be really interesting. Um, because like, I mean, as of right now, I don't think Wimbanyama is getting in the All Star game because if you know, he's getting in. He, because he's, of he's what. He's getting him because of popularity, maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe because I mean, he yeah, he is very popular, but I I don't really think he is. But um, that would be crazy if Chet made it and Wimbenyama didn't. I mean, I don't know how likely that's going to be, but it's fun to think about. Um, it's definitely fun to think about. Uh, I also want to do a quick shout out. We we both did bathroom breaks and didn't pause <laughs> the podcast. That was pretty awesome. So shout out us. We we like we did a little like uh, uh what's it called? What's the Tag thing when your... you're like no like the uh, filibuster? We filibustered really well um, <laughs> for each other. So shout out us. Um, also, I want to I want to push back on something that you said, Alex. Earlier, you said um, when when uh, when teams make more points. That usually means they win. I would argue they always win. Ah. So I I don't know. I listen, I'm an I'm an NBA expert, so I, I just wanted to let you know that's that's my uh expert opinion on on that thing. Hey, so uh, let, let's look at this real quick. I I just want to do a quick exercise real quick. Okay. Um, so usually, you know, the all-star game is front court, back court. Mm -hmm. And so usually the back court is is about seven and then the front court is usually about five players of course you know positionless basketball it's completely you know but we we still have that right here of like centers and tall forwards and then yeah. you have your your point guards and your wings playmakers so, yeah yeah so looking at the western conference so denver nuggets Jokic, of course he's the mm -hmm. only one okay minnesota would you be willing to put both Cat and Gobert in the All Star game? Uh see, I, no, but I also like this is where I just don't watch a lot of other NBA basketball right now, other than the Thunder. So it's hard for me to gauge. Like, I have no idea how well they're doing, but just like it doesn't feel like both of them should be in. Exactly, it's just so like I'll, a feel thing. I would probably put like Gobert. I think Gobert's had kind of a resur resurgent season. Okay. So you have, yeah, I I don't know. I believe you. Yeah, so you have Jokic, you have Gobert. Um, Portland doesn't have anybody. Yeah, Utah. No. Does Walker Kessler still exist? Uh, yeah, but Markin and you gotta his yeah, he, his shoot power forward. Yeah, I would I would say him for sure. So he's a maybe because I don't know if he's had the same impactful season as he had last year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess I'm kind of influenced by Dylan's you know, yeah, wanting to get him, but like it feel it just based on that. I haven't looked deep into the numbers again, but it just feels like he's been putting some good stuff together. But yeah, I, I can't say for sure. So maybe three. So that's three. Golden State, Draymond, he's not gonna make it. No. Uh Clippers. Um I I don't know if you would put PG. I think PG's about yeah. the only I don't know if you would put him as a front court player. You could make the argument for either one, but I yeah. mean yeah, uh, that one's that one's tough. Lakers, of course, LeBron. LeBron. That's yeah. five. Uh, Phoenix, yep. AD. Yep. Uh, Sacramento, you got Sabonis. Dallas, yeah, yeah, for sure. Dallas, probably putting Doncic as a point guard, so you're probably putting him in the guard. Category. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, definitely going to be. I think he was a guard last year too. So Houston, Singoon, maybe. He's a maybe. He might be like one of those. Uh, and, oh, he's nice story. The Houston's doing well. Good. Yeah, I guess he's, yeah, he's, he, I guess he's been getting some attention. Yeah. Yeah. So, Memphis, no, no, New Orleans, you have Zion, but I think people are starting to get tired of Zion. He, yeah, I think he doesn't get like, yeah, I mean, I feel like his numbers have been pretty good, but yeah, like his, his national media presence doesn't feel like it's been there. And I don't yeah. think, I mean, I think it's probably also because the Pelicans have been, I think they're pretty ass right now. Mediocre, yeah. 
and then San Antonio with Wimbayama. So that's 10 players right there. So you just got to get rid of like four, four possibilities. Yeah. So get in there. looking at it, you got 10 players, six spots. So you got to get rid of four. Injuries usually play usually play a, a role in some players sitting out. Yeah. So I, I think the possibility of Chet being an all-star this year, if he continues this play and if the Thunder continue to be as good as they are, we could see that possibly. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm also very biased, so it's hard for me to say, but I just feel like like even of, of those 10, I think you could make just if, – if you voted on it right now, I think you can make the argument that Chet is above like Zion just because of where they are team-wise or like um, like marketing for kind of the same reason. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I think it would be, it would be very difficult to, to get to that point right now, especially as a rookie, but it, it's there, there's the possibility. And, you know, we might as well start, start pushing that agenda right now. Let's get him in the all-star game. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So yeah, Chet, another great game. Um, he's he's just automatic for like two plus blocks. I've been I've been I didn't bet it today on betaline.ag, but I've been doing it a lot, and he just always gets at least two blocks. So four just, today, just doing, just doing, yeah, just doing four today, and and just great performance. So, um, I'm trying to. There was a couple other smaller notes that I had. Um, just real quick, I'll I'll just throw them all out there, and you can comment on whichever ones you you want to i thought um uh one it was very interesting lindy waters came in um really early like one of the first subs and then just like never played again i thought that was kind of like weird yeah um, that's but oh he did i didn't know he was hurt um but i still thought it was interesting he was the first one in the rotation like it wasn't kenny it wasn't wiggins it wasn't uh Michich or uh joe it was i think it was joe and lindy at the same time so just kind of weird i wanted to mention that and then um dort kind of regressed today back to back a little bit um he had been shooting lights out and so um we've always mentioned like when is the other shoe gonna drop and tonight was definitely like uh maybe the shoes are the other shoes dropping so he he wasn't great he also fouled out but um like defensively he was always he was impactful just like he had some open looks, just couldn't hit them. Um, and so that's just kind of feels like the, the Ludor experience. And then the other, other guy I thought I was kind of disappointed in the performance today was Micic. He had kind of a, it felt like when he was in the game, like he wasn't in the flow of the offense. Like he just missed some guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like he, he had a couple of turnovers in a row where it was just like, he threw it where the person wasn't. And so it was just sort of like, yeah, he's not, He's not it like the chemistry there is not not great, and he also didn't make his shots, which also kind of added into it. He had a couple of good plays, but like the overall performance, I was kind of like, eh, that wasn't I wasn't too excited about that. So, so, so question: uh, yeah. Whenever he was he was on that fast break, were you guys like raising up for him to dunk, and all of a sudden he just did like that high school layup? Yeah, I I I don't think we. I mean, I knew I didn't think he was gonna dunk. Like I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, he's probably just going to do like a, a, a random finish. I don't, and it felt like the crowd didn't think that either. Like, like we were like, Oh my God, here it comes. It was just yeah. sort of like, Oh, he was a finish. All right. He's going to get a layup. Uh, did the old man YMCA layup. Yeah. It was very, it was very expected where <laughs> nobody thought he was going to like slam it down. Um, the two, the biggest, um, crowd crowd reactions today were actually both Chet, I think. The first one was um, in the second quarter, I think, where he had that like ridiculous dunk where he kind of like floated from the free throw line, basically. Um, it just and it seemed the, like kept on going up and up and up. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the video Dylan posted afterwards because we had a weird angle, so we couldn't see it from the side, but it, it was like, how is he going up still? Like it was, it was mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and then the other one was a Chet, the Chet block on uh drummond that was yeah that was a big crowd reaction so um yeah a great great crowd by the way overall it was like i was pretty sure it was a, conservatively speaking like 90 percent full which was awesome so it was good a good job. crowd 
good job. Thunder fans did a good, uh, did a good performance overall helping the team out. So, um, but yeah, that was, I think that was all my, my little things. Um, oh, and Giddy, Giddy was there. I wasn't happy with that Giddy performance. He had a, he, he like, I don't know, man. He just, it's tough to figure out Giddy because he's like, there's sometimes where he like drives and he'll get to the rim and then he just like, he'll just miss it. And then there's other times where he won't even get to the rim because he's so out of control and he just turns the ball over. And it just feels like he's, he just doesn't feel like a very like efficient player offensively just because of how often he, he loses it. I just, I, so. I think, I think Giddy. So if you put him on a team that has shooters and a roll big, someone like Clint Capella or something like that, I think it would probably show his strengths a lot more than what you currently have with the Thunder. So basically what I'm saying is he, he probably needs the ball in his hand more uh, than he has it now. And we kind of saw that. We kind of saw that in World Cup and FIBA. Um, and so – I don't know. This is this is where we this is the observation. This is where you know we see what we have, we see what works, we see what doesn't work. And you know, the, the Thunder, like here's the thing: the reality of this rebuild was gonna be you were gonna fall in love with some players that were not gonna end up being on the final form of this team. And it could end up yeah. that Giddy is that player, it could end up that you know, somebody else is that player, Dort is that player, you know, Jerry's probably cussing me out right now. Um, but it, it, you know, it just, you know, in, in the, in the end, Gary Harris was not on the nuggets whenever they won the championship, you know, in yeah, the, end, Jeremy Grant was not on the nuggets when they won the championship. So there are some players that become, you know, become the trade pieces that add to a championship level team that push them over the edge. And sometimes to get good players, you got to give up good players. Um, and so this season, I think this season, a lot of this season is going to be about exploring how Giddy works within this offense. And it could be a situation where it doesn't work. And that's fine. You know, that, that you know, that's that's a good thing about having so many drafts that you pick good players and that players have popped um, because now it's not just, oh, crap, you know, this guy isn't working and we have nothing else around him, you know, to where we have to continue the rebuild. No, I mean, like, could be a situation where, you know, we trade him, we get a piece that enhances what we already have and it makes up that makes us that much better. But then on the other end of it, Giddy gets onto a team that helps accentuate his strengths and not, you know, keep on going with his weaknesses. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, to I, I guess this is kind of devil's advocate, but like like you're saying he needs to get the ball more, but he he got the ball a lot today. Like it just felt like I mean, he was taking a lot of shots and whenever Shea wasn't on and he was on, he was usually the one handling it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's, it was just, it's just frustrating. Cause it's like, yeah, obviously he may not be on the end end result that always happens with pieces, but he just feels like he's got such a valuable asset to this team where he is, he is a really big guard who can like drive and bully defenders down and at the rim. But then like, he just doesn't, his ball control is just so below average right now that it's just like, man, if he could just get that taken care of, he'd be so dominant. Like he'd be so dominant. And just also the layered fact that he's got a unique ability to, to, to dish it out. We've got Isaiah Joe and all these other guys shooting, but he just it it feels like it feels like more often than not when he drives, he he ends up just saying he thinks he can take it, and yeah. then um and then he just doesn't. So I don't know. It's just I I hope he's a part of this team. It would be fun to have him in the equation, but every every game that goes by, it's just like I'm not I'm not where we are with like Poku by any stretch of the imagination, but it's mm. definitely like. It's definitely like, man, it just, he's got to figure it out and he just keeps not figuring it out. And so. And here, um, here's next, next game. He might have 28 and eight and we're talking. Might. About, yeah. It's just, like, it's just the consistency. Season. Yeah. 
he that's the thing he he shows flashes like he the one i always uh fall back to is that first um the first warriors game very early in the season mm -hmm. in that fourth quarter he just like he he just like hit a different different um different gear and yeah. it was awesome and it's like that's the giddy that you know you can get but it's just like he can't get it consistently right now and that's you have to have that like if you're gonna be a piece of this equation and so yeah i mean hopefully he he does turn it around but at the same time it's still like well now we got to see it multiple games we got to see it over a long stretch and right now it's just like good game bad game bad game good game bad game bad game and so yeah um yeah well it, it, we'll see but just a, just something to, to to look out for in the future so um i kind of threw in a lot of little minor minor things alex were there other minor things you wanted to throw uh, in before we wrap it up just uh oh we got a guest we got a surprise guest hold on it's i don't know if we can talk but it's Twinkie chats thunder chats uh from an undisclosed location uh we'll give him a minute to get to a place where he can talk but dylan um we've talked about pretty much everything but uh just name one thing you want to talk about we'll talk about it if you can't talk just give us a, sh a head shake no and then we'll wait for you to pop just, in just flick us off yeah, give it flip us off. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I I can I can talk for a second. Um, I, I just want yeah. to say hi. You know, it's been a, it's been a hectic time. You know, just got admitted into the PQ finally, so I'm walking back to the car. So I figured I'd pop in and say what's up. But um, yeah, no, I mean, I I didn't get to see the entire game. I saw the first half, and like you could tell, very on Shay was tell very early on Shay was going to be cooking tonight. And uh, I'm mm -hmm. sure you guys have already talked about it, but um, just I, I looked at the game with like uh, five minutes left, and he had 29. And then I look at the end of the game, and he had 40 points, 12, 12 assists, three blocks to steal. Like he's just freaking insane, man. The fact there at the end. What is it? He got a lot of he got a lot of um, free throws at the end too. Like like they kept fouling him, and they were in the bonus. So he he got like. He, he basically had like 34 and then like one minute of game time went by and he had 40. So that was, that was great to see. They were calling the fouls today. We mentioned that, which was nice. Oh yeah. I got you. Yeah. That's, that's a nice change. I got to take the elevator. Okay, cool. Thanks. Oh, you're going to lose the elevator. You're going to lose him. We're going to lose him. We're going to lose him boys. Um, oh yeah. That's probably fair. Yeah. Well, if I do with you guys, yeah, just wanted to pop in and say hey. Excited that the Thunder have won six in a row. And uh, just wanted to say I'm thankful for my brothers and my co-host on the podcast and thankful for all the listeners. Amen. Uh, yeah, brother. Go take care of your family. Yep. Take Hopefully it easy, everything's going all well. Turkey Day. Happy Thanksgiving, you know. everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully it's not all in the hospital. It'll be okay. Um. Nova is a, is a is a warrior. He's a strong boy. He's a strong boy. He'll be okay. He'll, hey, he'll so one, one more thing. Um, Kenrich Williams is yes role player extraordinaire. Yes, uh, guy. The Thunder have not lost since he's gotten back into the lineup. He got he's back in free throws though. Yeah, that's the scary part about him, man. Is that you could put him out there, but he's starting to become almost Andre Robertson-ish with the free throws, and I'm scared uh, yeah. during that or doing a game of consequence, especially late in the season. He may get that uh, that hack a shack treatment, man. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, um, we need like some stat nerd to look this up. How many times has someone gone three for three from? Three and zero for two from free throws, and that's that's consistent with him. That's weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's a, yeah, it's very Andre Robertson esque, but Robertson couldn't really even make the three. So, like Chip England, I know you focus on the three, but I need maybe you just throw in a free throw 
practice, exactly. you know? Exactly. Focusing on Kenny. And it has nothing to do with the shag. I thought maybe the shag was the one that was keeping him from. Yeah. No. We can cross that out. We can cross that out as the, the correlation factor. It is not. Yeah, he, I mean, besides those, like he, like you said, he was a very impactful player. Um, but yeah, he's got to get those free throws figured out. That's missing both tonight was tough to watch. It tough was. To watch. So, all right. So, yeah, I'm glad we we got this out. Um, this is uh, gonna be out on Thanksgiving, probably. Maybe not. We'll see. It might be Friday, but um, Maybe. but regardless, if it does come out before your Thanksgiving holidays, and you do listen to it before then. Uh, first of all, thank you because you are probably a diehard listener. Um, and also have a great Thanksgiving. If you've already had a great Thanksgiving, I hope it was great. And um, we will be back Saturday night, but Sunday morning for you all for the next uh, pod. After that, we will be back to our normal, uh, regular scheduled Wednesday, Saturday uh, pod drops. Uh, we'll record on Tuesdays and Fridays as usual. We got the gang together, figure that out. Um, so a weird week, but we're back to the normal to to a to a week um, after the Thanksgiving holiday. So um, until Saturday slash Sunday for you all. Thank you all for listening. Hoop when you can. Happy Thanksgiving. And as always, happy Thanksgiving. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Happy Turkey Day. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.